Hello and welcome to Macpreneur, the show that explores how entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schroes and here we go for episode 5. So, who are you and where are you calling from? I'm Charlie and I'm calling from London. And last time we saw each other was uh, 2016 Sean West Conference in Austin, yeah. Texas. So what what are you up to since uh, since the conference? So that that was a pretty fun conference, wasn't it? Yeah. I love that conference. Yeah, I was there speaking, um, talking about video because I have a YouTube channel where I make videos every single week. So I was talking at that conference about creating consistently and i'll be pleased to tell you that i've kept that up i'm still putting out at least one video every single week i've been doing that for about four and a half years now so that's still something i'm doing um, i've also changed jobs since that conference at that conference actually i met nathan barry who is the ceo of convertkit mm -hmm. which is an email marketing software company and now i work there as the marketing designer so that's pretty exciting i work remote now and yeah i've set up my own business here in the uk because I'm like technically contracting to the US. So yeah, been building up my own business more and more since the last time we met, I guess. Yeah. And you also made a, you shot a video of different entrepreneurs asking question about, okay, what if they could meet their past self? Would... Yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I shot that at the conference. Yes, yes. Yep, that was fun. I asked people what advice they would give to their past selves like mm -hmm. what they wish they knew when they were first starting out mm -hmm. yeah yeah will i will uh, put a link in the show notes thanks for the listeners and so how how did you become an entrepreneur what made you decide to become an entrepreneur i think that i've always had quite an entrepreneurial spirit like growing up i would always be working on projects i remember my younger sister and i used to make games um <laughs> and we actually got in trouble with our mum because what we'd do is we'd set them up in our room kind of like a fairground right like oh mm -hmm. throw this thing in the hole and you'll win this prize and when we invited our friends over we would make them pay to play the games <laughs> and mum yeah we got in trouble for that because she wasn't happy with us asking our friends for money even though it was like two cents to play this game that sort of thing mm -hmm. but yeah I think ever since I was young I've had this entrepreneurial spirit and like trying to figure out what value and like what I can offer to people in exchange for like earning money basically mm -hmm. um I started a t-shirt company when I was in university so designing t-shirts based on like music and lyrics and selling them online that was my first little proper business I suppose that wasn't selling things to friends in my bedroom making them pay to play a game mm -hmm. <laughs> And yeah, ever since then, I've just, I've been creating a lot of content and really enjoying working for myself and like doing projects for myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what, what are you doing right now in terms of uh, what's your business right now? So right now my business is, well, I'm technically, I'm still employed full time, but like mm -hmm. I said, I'm a contractor to the, the company in the US because they can't hire a full-time employee in the UK. So uh, the main part of my business comes from that, my design work that I do full-time. Mm -hmm. uh, on the side though, I also have a YouTube channel. So I work with a lot of brands on sponsored videos um, as part of that. And sometimes I get to go on trips, which was exciting. I went to Scotland at the end of last year for a sponsored trip, which was really cool. Um, I also every now and then do a bit of freelance work, but 
to be honest, I've stopped doing that so much lately. Um, what else is involved with my business? I have a podcast as well. That's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. We have a community. So people pay a monthly subscription for access to this community. It's like a group chat and also resources and live streams and things like that just for community members. So that's fun. So I would say my business is made up of a lot of little things coming together, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so to to run all that, um, what Apple devices are you using? So many. I think the other day, my boyfriend and I counted how many Apple devices were in our house. And yeah, it was way more than any person or couple should have. But uh, <laughs> So I have two laptops to start off with. The main machine I use for my design work is a 15-inch MacBook. Um, I can't remember what year it is. I think it's like 2015, potentially. I bought it from the refurbished store. So it's uh, not the latest one with you know the touch bar and all, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then I also have a 12-inch MacBook, the first version of the, you know, the little baby one that they brought out, which I love. And that's what I use to record podcasts on because the 15-inch has the fan issue where that just goes like crazy whenever you're like streaming or recording something. Um, so two laptops. I also like to take the 12-inch one when I'm traveling because I do a lot of remote work and, you know, traveling for work, that sort of thing. So it's great for travel. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, should I actually just run through all of them? There's so many. Yeah, should I keep going? I would say those that you use the most uh, in your professional uh, life, yeah. Well, the interesting thing as well is that I use a external trackpad as my main way of like controlling my computer, which a lot of people find surprising for a designer. They would think that I would either use like a Wacom tablet plugged in or a mouse of some sort, but I really like the trackpad. I think that I got used to having working with just a laptop for about a year or so. And so I was just using the trackpad on the laptop. Um, And then when I finally bought an external monitor, I was like, well, I still like using the trackpad, so I'm gonna get an external one. Uh, So another thing that I use though, along with that, when I do feel like I need something kind of like a Wacom tablet is my iPad Pro with Apple Pencil. This has been probably the newest addition to my Apple lineup and I love it a lot. Um, I just think it's so great. I, I pretty much only use it for apps that I'm drawing and, you know, using the Apple Pencil and to watch Netflix. That's all my iPad gets used for. But yeah, so that as well. Um, iPhone, Apple Watch, got a couple of HomePods in our house as well. All of the Apple things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, to come back to the trackpad, I yeah. have an, an iMac and I really, really like the, the, the trackpad. I, yeah. The magic trackpad is so is so great and um yeah, I have a, I have an issue with the magic mouse. Right. See, I used to really like the magic mouse, but I don't know. I just prefer the trackpad now. You know one thing I wish though is that I could use the Apple Pencil on it. I hope that's something that they'll be bringing out in future updates is a new magic trackpad that you can use the Apple Pencil on because that would just be ideal. It's so huge, like I just want to draw on it. <laughs> yes, yes. And especially with um, with preview, we can um, in, uh, insert a, a signature mm. on on a PDF. Yes. And so, so why it's, can't it's I, like, so, my so frustrating to use <laughs> yeah. a finger and have this this <laughs> yeah, janky ba- badly signature. badly handwritten <laughs> signature. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Good. What what made you choose Apple, or did you were you always? Um, an Apple girl or do you did you switch at one point well I remember so I got my first Apple 
MacBook. It was one of the white ones, you know, when they were, mm -hmm. you know, when yeah. those ones were out to go to university. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I got it is because we'd done the research on the university, me and my dad, and they had said that the computers they use there for design work are Macs. And I was actually a little bit disappointed because I really wanted to get a pink Sony Vio. Mm -hmm. Do you remember those as well? Yes, yes. And I, I had never owned a laptop of my own before. I'd always used just my family computer because, you know, I went to high school at a time where people didn't have laptops of their own. I think everyone does these days. But yeah, that, that wasn't a thing back then. So I was really excited to buy this pink computer to go to university with. Um, and was actually a bit disappointed when I was like, oh, no, I think I have to get a Mac because... That's going to be the most useful thing. It's what the university uses. But I was so pleasantly surprised with it when I got it, though. Like, I just loved it. And since then, haven't looked back, haven't even considered buying a PC. Like, I don't know, maybe I should have, but I like Macs, and so that's what I stick with. I did have the opportunity to try out a Microsoft Surface book a couple of years ago. Um, I did a series of tutorials for Adobe, and they were working with Microsoft Surface, and so they wanted me to use the Surface Book to do the tutorials. And the good thing is that Adobe software does work pretty much the same on both Mac and PC. But I just had so many issues with that computer. I had the blue screen of death several times. <laughs> uh, they had to actually send me a new one because it died completely in the middle of filming a tutorial. And I don't know, I, I just took that as a sign that I should stick to Mac. <laughs> mm -hmm. And in terms of phones, did you start immediately with the iPhone or did you have another smartphone before? I never had another smartphone before, uh, but it did take me a long time to actually buy an iPhone because, you know, they're very expensive phones. I think I got one in my last year of university is when I finally bought the iPhone 4 was my first iPhone. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've not upgraded all that much, to be honest. I think I went to, um, ooh, I went to a 5 after that, I think. No, a 5S, potentially. I bought a friend was selling their second hand, and now I use a... SE because I just really like that form factor. Mm -hmm. uh, I did buy the iPhone 10 for a little bit and tried it out, but after coming from the 5S, uh, from the SE, sorry, it just, I like the way it fits in my hand. I've got very small hands and I can mm -hmm. reach the whole screen on the SE. Mm -hmm. And even though the iPhone 10 is not that big compared to like the 7S or whatever up to 8S or whatever up to right now, um, yeah, just couldn't do it couldn't stick with it so i went back to the se and returned the iphone 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah each time that i switched to a, a bigger form factor i had the uh, yeah i had like will i will i really like it mm -hmm. i was always uh, uh apprehensive and it took me a little bit of time to to adjust so from the i went from the four to the six right well that is quite a big change which is quite <laughs> yes and i was like a, Does it, I was uh, testing the, I went to the shop and I was taking the six and the six plus and I was putting them in my pocket and see, right. okay, does it fit in the pocket <laughs> yeah. was like criteria number one to choose my phone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it took me a while to adjust, but then I was able to, with the thumb, still to reach, let's say three quarter of the screen. Right. I think I would do want to try the 10 again because the camera was just so good you know, uh, and it really is not that great at all on the SE. So yeah, I think I got to give it another shot. I think I was mostly just, a f because I couldn't hold it completely securely and it's so expensive, I was a little bit afraid of using it at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Now I'm uh, on the 8 plus. Oh. And so I went really <laughs> completely. <laughs> I, I realized quite, quite that even, <laughs> even, even with the six at the end, I had difficulties typing. 
I don't right. have I don't have fat fingers, but I I think I have a fat thumb, <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like constantly needing to to correct what I was writing. Right. And uh, now with the with the plus, actually the 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 keyboard is is slightly bigger, and uh, mm -hmm. it's a better experience. And I really really love the camera on the eight plus. It's, it's similar to the to the phone, iPhone ten, yeah, with the, the two lenses. This uh, portrait mode that we can do with yeah. the iPhone 8 Plus, it's so, so delightful. See, how I get around this is my boyfriend has an 8 Plus, and so whenever I want a cool portrait mode photo taken, I make him take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good, as long as you have access to that camera. It's, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> so, to run, to run your business, which applications do you use on your, on your Mac? So the main one that I use on my Mac, and probably the probably the main reason why I stick with Mac as well, that, that's not available on PC, is Sketch. Uh, it's a design tool. It's made especially for web and UI design, unlike Photoshop, which a lot of people use for web and UI design, but it's not designed for that, right? The application itself. Mm -hmm. So I find Sketch is really great for that. It utilizes a lot of the inbuilt Apple... Uh, menu things like the color picker and things like that are all included as part of Sketch, so it makes it quite a lightweight application and is also the reason why it's not available on PC is because it uses so many things that are baked in to Mac itself. Mm -hmm. And on your, on your iPhone or on your iPad, which apps are you using the most? On the iPad, the apps I use most, like I said, are the ones that I use my pencil with. So one is AstroPad, which you have a Mac app for as well as on your iPad. And basically, it means you can operate what's on your screen on your Mac from your iPad using the Apple Pencil. So I use this a lot for doing vector work in Adobe Illustrator. I'll bring up the vector on screen, open AstroPad on both devices, and then I can use my Apple Pencil to be like drawing the shape of the vector that I want and it produces itself on screen. I just think it's so cool and I guess works like a Wacom tablet would, mm -hmm. but it means that the iPad is useful for more things than just that, right? So I think that's... Pretty cool application, very useful. It's probably the most expensive one I've bought as well. I think it cost about $30 or something like that. Um, the other one that I use for drawing is Procreate, which is a really great app for like doing lettering, doing like drawing work on your iPad. It produces bitmap stuff though. So uh, yeah, you have to make sure that you set your canvas at the right size first and you have to vectorize it later on if you do want it to be a vector. But there's a lot of great brushes and things that makes it yeah really good to use. And one more drawing one is Concepts, which is what I use for wireframing now. So I used to be someone who wireframed websites on giant pieces of A3 paper with a Sharpie, but now Concepts has like an infinite canvas. And so I can just draw with my Apple Pencil in this app and just constantly have more space to create more ideas. Makes for a really good process when you're, you know, in that initial design phase of iterating and I really like it. Mm -hmm. You have an Apple Watch? I do have an Apple Watch. I have the Series 1, I think it is. And I bought the brown leather band for it because I have very small wrists and the sport band sticks out weirdly on them and it just looks weird. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I bought a stupidly expensive band for it, but it means it fits me properly and I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and on the iPhone, what, what apps are you using? 
I'm actually trying to use my phone less these days because I'm too often on Twitter and Instagram, ugh, just, you know, spending too much time. But an app I do like on there is Overcast is what I use for podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite one there. And one that doesn't help with business at all, but I really like using is Strong Lifts. It's like a workout app for the gym. Uh, it gives you three workouts to do and it's five sets five times and yeah it's a really good one to follow and i guess that helps with my business staying healthy is good for business right Mm -hmm. is it it a tabata style of workouts like uh, intense very intense then uh, pose then intense then no it's uh it's to do with weightlifting so it's like five sets of five reps yeah okay yeah the I must say, I have a love-hate relationship with my iPhone. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't think I could live without it. But at the same time, I really have to, to discipline myself not, yep. to, not to open certain apps. That's again why I decided to get rid of the iPhone X. Is I was like, I'm trying to spend less time on my phone. So mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't get one that's even nicer to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've seen uh, on iOS 11 you can um, offload applications. It's, uh, so before with iOS 10, you could only uh, remove them. Right. And if you would remove them, you would delete all the data and yeah. document associated with the app. With iOS 11 app offloading, you actually remove the shell of the app, but you keep the documents and the data. Ooh. And so I've done that with my social media apps, so like <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. So they are still on my phone. You, you can see them. They are in the folder social, social folder. But there is a little cloud icon next to the name. Oh. And so when I tap on it, I have like five seconds. It's, it's telling me that it's downloading the app. And, and you can you, be like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if you, if you 3D touch, then you can cancel the download. Oh, that's so handy. But when I really, really need it, so sometimes I really need it, yeah. then, then you can download the app and you don't need to re-authenticate. You know, you, you, you're, already, you're already logged in. Yeah. You have all your data. It doesn't need to re-download new stuff. And uh, when you don't need it anymore, you have to go to settings, uh, general iPhone storage. And there you, depending on how many apps you have, sometimes you can, it can take quite a while to populate all the apps that you have. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and they are not they are not listed in alphabetical order. They oh, are useful. listed in uh, uh, usage rev- order. Is it? Yeah, like, yes, yeah. yeah. Space, space. Oh, right. The space yeah. that they they use on the device. Mm-hmm. So the the biggest applications are on, on at the top. Right, an app that I started using recently to try and limit how much I'm using my phone is called Moment, I think, and it basically just tracks how often you pick up your phone and how long you spend on it per day. One day I remember looking at this, like opening this app, like, oh, how long did I spend on my phone today? And it said three hours. I was like, (laughs) three hours of my day I spent looking at my phone. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. So yes, that's why I'm trying to get better at that. (laughs) Trying to keep it to like below one hour of usage a day is ideal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This app is, is, is really great. It's like, and also how many times you pick it up? Yes. <laughs> Every day it's like, ooh, 85 <laughs> times that, a day. <laughs> yeah, too many times. It gives you that timeline as well, right? So you can see when you picked it up. And sometimes mm-hmm. I see I picked it up like once every five minutes. It's like, that wasn't necessary. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's tough to, 
it's tough to have the phone next to you when you when you work. Yes. And you try to be productive. And uh, yeah, so now and I also have a, I don't have a lot of signal on my iPhone in the middle of my office. Right. So if I want to take make phone calls or I have to put the the phone next to the window. And it's it's behind my back, so oh, that's good. See, it, out of sight, it, out of mind. Exactly, it helps. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yeah. I've started trying to leave my phone like charging across the room or something, rather than on my desk, mm -hmm. just so I, yeah, I don't think about it as much. Isn't it terrible how addicted we are to our devices? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. But I I I must say that I I have an Apple Watch, and uh, I feel less the need to to be in contact with my phone. Right. Because I know that any notifications I need to get, they'll come up on my watch and I can decide to deal with them. Totally. Yeah. 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 I feel that too. Mm -hmm. um, to get into our building, the apartment building where I live, the doorbell rings my phone and I have to like push zero to let people in. Mm -hmm. And so I was always worried about missing like a delivery or something. I'd have to have my phone near me, but it's nice to know that it can ring on my watch now, you know, and then I can worry about letting people into the building. <laughs> that's good what, what app is it or what uh, service is it um i don't actually know what it's called it's just it's not like an iphone app or anything it's just part of uh, something a security system in the building okay. and you just put in your phone number and it rings your phone number uh, okay yeah I, oh, that's nice i never heard about that yeah me neither <laughs> <laughs> so i can i can be sometimes you know i'm off in spain or something mm -hmm. and i see door entry ringing on my phone <laughs> <laughs> that's nice Yeah, so, so talking about the Apple Watch, um, what application do you use the most or do you prefer on, on the watch? So I find that I mostly use my watch. Uh, well, first of all, I have a watch face that I really like that shows my calendar. So I like always knowing what's coming up next. That's always a great reminder without having to check the calendar. I use activity a lot. I'm always trying to fill those rings and often failing because I work from home and it's really hard to meet your move goal when you're just in your apartment all day. So, <laughs> yeah. But I do like the activity rings and the workout app, things like that. Um, one I really like on my watch, though, is called Focus. I think it's Focus Keeper, Focus Time, something like that. But it's basically, it's, it's a complication where you can just click on it and it'll do a Pomodoro timer. So that's where you work like, you know, 25 minute block, then a five minute break, repeat four times and have a longer break. I find it really helps to focus, hence the name. Uh, and so I like having that on my watch because it just buzzes me, like does a little vibration when the time's up, you know, and then I'm like, okay, time to time to break for a little bit, then get back to it. It's nicer than having a timer counting down on screen or on my watch, you know, uh, sorry, on my phone sitting on the desk or something like that. It's nicer just to have it like more in the background on the watch and to get that done. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I, I must try it. So I have the focus complication right on my like watch face with the calendar as well. So I can always see it sitting there and it reminds me that I should do a Pomodoro timer, you know, as, as well as being useful when I'm actually doing one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's, it's better to have it on the wrist. And because on, on my Mac, even when it's ringing, actually it doesn't, doesn't make any sound. It doesn't. So it's like, okay, my... My 30 minutes, my 45 minutes sprint just passed and I did not did not see anything special on the right. uh, on my iMac. So. <laughs> so now let's go to the to the haha moment segment. So okay. recently did you did what tip or trick did you discover 
that you thought, okay, wow, this, this is nice. I wish I knew that before. I really can't think of something that I've learned recently, but I know there's lots of things mm -hmm. because, but I think it's because a lot of how Apple designs things is to feel very intuitive, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that it just feels like I've always done them whenever I figure something out because it fits into my workflow so well. Mm -hmm. Um, a small one that I find that a lot of people often don't know about, I have known for a while, but I want to share it anyway, is using command option shift V to mm -hmm. paste something and remove styling. Yeah. So often you're copying from somewhere and then you paste it and it brings the font with it. And I don't know, being a designer, that's super frustrating because I'm not normally wanting to do that. And so that's really useful to like paste in plain text. And it's just a general part of my workflow now that I find some people don't know about. Um, yeah, I don't know what else. I think another one is I always have a really messy desktop, <laughs> like terribly messy. I don't care about my screenshots at all. They just pile up and get, you know, that really dark shadow when there's lots of them stacked on top of each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's because they never see my desktop, really. I'm always using, you know, a tab to shift between applications and yeah, not ever having to see the desktop. Whereas I feel like on a PC, that's something that you more have to do because it's always sitting behind there. But I do like using hot corners a lot to either get to all my accessible windows or to see the desktop if for some reason I want to grab something from it. Although usually it's so messy that I just go through Finder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So talking about hot corners, there is one that I use for security reasons, and it's uh, I, I have this habit now of the it's the bottom right corner. Mm -hmm. It's actually putting the computer to sleep. Right. And because it's configured so that when it goes to sleep, it needs immediately the password. Yep. So that's how I lock uh, I lock my device. I have that as my top left corner, I think. That's what's interesting about using other people's Macs too, right? Is that they always have things set up differently. <laughs> yes. It's yes. the worst thing when you use someone else's Mac and they have the scrolling reversed. Yes. Like, uh, it took me a while to get used to that, to be honest, when, you know, remember when Apple reversed the way the scroll works, mm -hmm. but I'm used to it now. And so whenever I go on someone else's computer who has like purposely switched it around, I get very confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is there anything that is bothering you or friction or things that you would like to to improve in your in your workflow on your mac or on your iphone or ipad um i feel like i don't know i can't think of anything but i'm sure that there's a lot i could do to improve like i'm not someone who uses text expander or anything like that i know that could improve my workflow i just haven't taken the time to actually go about setting it up you know mm -hmm. um I think the one thing I guess that I wish could be improved is more a problem with some of the applications that I use in that I open a design file and I go to save and export and the saving p place it directs me to is the last place I saved something, which was from a completely different file. So I don't want to save it there. I want to save it in the place that this file is, you know? Mm -hmm. And so things like that, I wish were a little bit more intuitive, but I also don't know how I would advise fixing them because sometimes you do open up a bunch of files and want to save them in the same place. So maybe it's useful for that situation and that's just not something I do very often. But yeah, that's, that's the, I guess, the main friction point of my workflow is when I have to stop and change the location of where I'm saving something from my design files. Mm -hmm. Recently, I've, uh, I've been testing default folder X. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's, it's great. It's an add-on to Finder. Okay. And it actually gives you, um, when, when you have a save 
dialog box. All around the normal the, the finder save dialog box, you have rows of icons and you, you have like access to favorites. So you could put favorite folders, but you have also uh, recently accessed folders, recently accessed files. Ooh. And so it's, I found it very easy now because I'm, I need to edit the podcast, for instance, yeah. and I need to save files in certain folders. Just having this recently accessed folder on the site of the save the dialog box really speeds up the process. That sounds really good. Maybe I should check that out. That could solve my problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, check that out. It's a free trial for 30 days. Cool. And uh, yeah, we'll put uh, a link in the show notes. Great. Do you have um, any plans to upgrade your Apple gear to buy something new? I, you'd mentioned that you recently bought some Op HomePods. Yep, we've got the HomePods now. We've got one in the bedroom, one in the living room. Quite like them. Uh, they operate, I use them mostly for our, we've got the Philips Hue bulbs. So operating the lights in our house. That's kind of cool. Like, I won't say it now, but like dim the lights, you know, don't want to make everyone's HomePods go off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think another, the next upgrade I'm going to make is actually upgrading my 15 inch MacBook, which is the main machine I use for my design and video editing work. Mm -hmm. The fan is just really frustrating me. It is like, apart from that, the computer works perfectly. So it feels silly to upgrade, but it's super frustrating. For example, recording a tutorial, recording my screen and just hearing this fan in the background. It's just, it's becoming a real problem. Um, I've taken to, cause I connect to an external monitor. So I've got like a cable, right? For the yeah. HDMI. Um, I close my laptop and put it like around the corner on the bench. Like there's a little partition wall beside my desk just to try and cut down on that fan noise a little bit, have it like <laughs> hiding out of the way. And that's ridiculous. So I think I'm going to upgrade to a new 15 inch MacBook, but I don't know how I feel about the touch bar yet. Like I'm not super excited about it, but I'm willing to give it a try. Uh, cause the nice big trackpad on the laptop as well looks really nice so yeah that'll be the next purchase i make i think upgrading the laptop if, if you want to have a feel for what the touch bar could uh, bring you mm -hmm. there is an application called touche and it's uh it's a it's an app that actually simulates the touch bar oh even on non-touch bar macbooks so with that application you could it will sit at the bottom of the screen. So oh, right. uh, I have my dock on the left. I don't know how you, where you position your dock. Mine goes at the bottom. At the bottom, auto, <laughs> yeah. auto hide or no? Yes, auto hide. <laughs> auto hide. So yeah. So if if you auto hide, then maybe with two shades would be would be okay. But it's it's nice because then you can see. Okay, I'm in Safari. Okay, this is what. What options would be right? Yeah. What, yes, and maybe with your design tools. You could see how they integrate with the touch yeah, bar. Yeah, true. And so that's one way to, to, to test the feature without buying the, the device. Yeah, great suggestion. I should check that out. Great. So what's, what's next for you in your business? Do you plan to expand on your podcast, the community? Well, uh, I think we, at the moment, just trying to keep up with the podcast and the community. It's, <laughs> you know, a lot of content production work doing one podcast every week. And I try and do two videos every week as well. So, you know, it, it's a lot going on. We're looking to hire a podcast editor and someone to write the show notes. So that will be exciting because it'll free up some of our time. Luckily, I have a co-host, so I have 
someone's help with that. I'm not having to do it all by myself like you are, Damien. <laughs> but still, that, that will really help to take that off off of our plates. Um, I would. I really want to film more tutorial stuff and screen screen sharing. You know, screencasting, perhaps live streaming that sort of things as well. But. I do feel like, like I said, my computer at the moment is really holding me back from that. So I'm excited to upgrade and yeah, see what that opens up for me in terms of live streaming and yeah, recording more tutorials for YouTube, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Great. So could you please let our listener know where they can find more about you? on the web or on social? So the best place to go is charliemarie.com and Charlie is spelled without an E on the end. I'm sure Damien will put it in the show notes, but uh, that's the place to go to get access to my YouTube channel, to the podcast, which is called Design Life and should be available in any podcasting app. Uh, the YouTube channel is called Charlie Marie TV and I talk about design, side projects, remote working. Um, yeah, I also tweet a lot. So if you feel like hitting me up on Twitter, my username there is at Charlie Prangley and be keen to chat. <laughs> great well thank you very much charlie it was a it was a pleasure to to have you on the show thanks thanks for having me and uh, so for our listeners all the links will be in the show notes available at macpreneur.com forward slash episode five and that's it for today and until next time i'm damien schroes wishing you a great day <laughs>